one pitch, swing and a drive, deep to right field, way up there, way out of here, goodbye baseball. Eight Hit strikeouts it. for the King tonight and make it 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Felix. Strike three called on the outside corner and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Gary Hill here. Thanks for being here on what was, well, a very big day for the Mariners yesterday. Of course, uh, playing against the Houston Astros, trying to get the sweep. Weren't able to do that. Sorry about the ding. I'm not going to edit the ding out. I'm going to leave it in. Happens to all of us. So here's what we have in store for this podcast. We're going to go over the game last night. Uh, We'll preview the Royals coming up tomorrow on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to this weekend, the defending champions coming in. So that's going to come up tomorrow. Uh, So we'll talk about the game last night briefly. And then I thought uh, I was thinking about the best way to handle what is obviously a huge day in Mariners history with the Mariners ownership transition and I thought the best way to do it instead of just playing clips and and pieces I thought I would just play the entire press conference from yesterday and I'm sure some of you have already heard the entire press conference I'm sure many of you have heard at least bits and pieces of the press conference but I thought I would just play the whole thing Uh, so you get the statement at the beginning uh, what's happening with ownership and also the question and answers. See, the whole thing is there. So we'll just have the entire press conference. So this podcast, as you probably notice, is a little bit longer than normal. But I think it's worth it to have the entire press conference in there. So obviously a big day in Mariners history. And this won't be the only day that we talk about it with the ownership transition. But I think this is a good place to start with the press conference coming up. And that will come up right after we roll through this game a little bit the Mariners looking for the sweep against the Houston Astros the good news is they had already taken the series now looking for a little gravy and trying to sweep aside the Astros and it was a pretty good start for the Mariners Astros struck first in the first but uh, Robbie Cano just continues to blaze as he launched another long ball the windup and the one two to Cano swinging a well hit ball deep to right field going going Gone. Goodbye, nice baseball. There, Man, this game is tied at one to one as Robbie Cano hit a line drive home run into the lower deck in straightaway right field. His eighth home run of the season. He's now your clubhouse leader in the American League for home runs with number eight, RBI number 22. And Robbie Cano, you are red hot. No doubt about that. Leader in the American League in homers and RBIs and also sets. A career April high with RBIs, and he's tied his career April high in home runs. I mean, he's putting together, in terms of homers and RBIs, one of the best months of his career and the best April in his career. So impressive stuff, and he wasn't done there. He'd drive in some more runs along the way. But, you know, this game came down to Sashi Wakuma not being as sharp and running into Jose Altuve, who was a problem all game long. Pitch from Kuma. Swung on. Hit down the third baseline. Past the diving Seeger. Hits off the 
stands out there. Jets back out to Seth Smith, who stumbles as he throws, and I hope he's okay. He got a foot stuck as he went to throw at the second base and awkwardly fell down. And scoring on the play is Jason Castro. So now the Astros have a 2-1 lead. Altuve, 3-for-5. He scores three times. He drives in two runs as well. Jose Altuve is having a ridiculous start to the season. In fact, if you pace out what he's doing, and it's always dangerous 20-plus games in to pace out because it can be really tough to keep the pace going, but I think it gives you a good idea of the kind of season that Altuve is having. So if you pace out exactly what he's doing now, if he continue this pace, he would end the season batting 330 with 44 home runs, 96 RBIs, 214 hits, and 66 stolen bases. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the kind of start that Jose Altuve is on, and he tortured the Mariners. Three hits, scored three times, a couple of RBIs. Mariners did get their first home run, though, from Adam Lind along the way. Shift on for Lind. And there's a pitch driven deep to right. And Adam Lind has his first Mariner home run. Adam Lind, a line drive homer, right center field. And it's now a 5-3 ball game for Lind, his first Mariner home run, his third RBI. Yeah, but the Astros would score a couple more in the seventh. They would extend the lead, and they would win this one 7-4 over the Mariners. Hisashi Wakuma falls to 0-3. Not sharp, five innings, seven hits, five runs earned, a couple of walks, did punch out seven, gave up a home run along the way. Here's what the skipper said after the ball game. Yeah, he's, he's a really good player. You know, we had our hands full uh, with, with him tonight. And, uh, you know, we... I thought our offense, you know, battled. We hung in there, gave ourselves a chance. Uh, you know, Kuma wasn't probably quite as sharp, obviously, as he was last time out. And, uh, you know, we, we ran in a little trouble there in Guaype's inning. Um, so, you know, it happens. I thought we had a good series. Um, you know, we continued to uh, grind out at bats and, and give ourselves a chance. Just didn't quite hold him down tonight. What did you see from Iwakuma today? Um, you know, the, the Christmas to his, to his fastball location, um, you know, that, that was probably the biggest difference. I know he had some strikeouts, uh, and he hung in there. You know, he, he really did. He just wasn't quite as sharp. Robbie Cano ends up with two hits in the ballgame, drives in three. Now eight home runs, 24 RBIs in the season with three more ribbies. Here's what Cano said after the game. So it's good that it's, you know, started the season good and, not only where you start, but also helping the team win games. I mean, we lost tonight, but we win the series. It's all the matter. Yeah, expand on that a little bit. I mean, you've won four straight series now, and that's that's how you build. Put together. Yeah, that's how you start. That's, that, that's uh, you know, I'm the kind of guy that, um, you know, you look back my first year. We wasn't winning series in the first month, and we ended up, like, not making it by one game. I would say the first month of the season, you know, six a lot because, um, you go main and then you you in the fight. You you don't know. You never know what can happen from here now on. I mean, and you can keep winning and you can keep in the race. And uh, when you start the season, everyone's like far away from you. Like last year, it's hard to bounce back and be able to be in the race. But I mean, the rest of the guys, uh, we're playing good. Good. I mean, pitching, defense, offense are there. So 
he's got to keep focusing like we're playing right now from the first inning to the last inning. You're one of the guys who keeps an eye on that every day, aren't you? I remember that last year. You knew exactly where this club was and where everybody else was. Yeah, I mean, he always, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you pay attention, you had it right in front of you in left field. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to say, no, I'm not, I'm not looking. I mean, it's good. I mean, I love this game so much, and I'm the kind of guy that I like to go home. You win, and you know what's going on around the lead, and, you know, we go the next day and knowing what's going on. So, the end of the day, you got to win no matter what. There it is, Robbie Cano after the loss. Mariners fall to the Astros. They do win the series, though. They've won four series in a row. They'll try and keep that role going. It won't be easy, though, against the Royals this weekend. We'll preview that series tomorrow. Also, Mar- uh, Mark Simon from ESPN will be on the podcast tomorrow. So it's going to be a fun podcast coming up tomorrow. So hopefully you join us once again. Right now, we're going to replay the press conference from yesterday detailing the Mariners' ownership transition. And it starts with... Howard Lincoln reading the statement about the ownership transition. Good afternoon, everybody. I have good news to share with you today. Let me begin by reading a press release that the Mariners, together with Nintendo of America, the majority owner of the Mariners, are now distributing. Quote, Seattle Mariners ownership transition. John Stanton slated to replace Howard Lincoln as chairman and CEO. Nintendo of America today announced the planned sale of a majority of its interest in the Seattle Mariners to other members of the current ownership group. Under the plan, Nintendo of America will retain a 10% stake in the team, while the remainder of its holdings will be sold to other members of First Avenue Entertainment. FAE is the limited partnership that owns the Seattle Mariners and a majority interest in Root Sports Northwest. Closing the transaction is subject to the finalization of legal contracts and approval from Major League Baseball, which is expected in August of this year. As part of the deal and at closing, current CEO Howard Lincoln will retire from day-to-day operations, and John Stanton will replace him as chairman and CEO and as the designated Major League Baseball control person. Lincoln will continue on as a member of the FAE Board of Directors representing Nintendo's ownership interests. Specific details of the transaction will not be disclosed. A valuation of $1.4 billion for FAE's holdings, the team and the RSN, was used as the basis for the sale. Nintendo of America, Howard Lincoln, and John Stanton were principal participants in the negotiations. FAE expects no organizational or personnel changes as a result of the transaction." End quote. That's the press release. Now let me make a few remarks. First, let me say that Nintendo is very pleased to have arranged for an orderly transition of Mariner's ownership by a planned sale of its majority interest to its current partners. This ensures the continuation of the ownership group that was formed in 1992 to save Major League Baseball for Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. 
The sale is subject to Major League Baseball approval, the finalization of legal contracts, and the closing of the transaction. Hopefully, the closing will occur immediately following the August 16th through 18th quarterly meetings of Major League Baseball owners in Houston, Texas. Keeping Major League Baseball in Seattle would not have been possible without the decision in late 1991 by the late Mr. Hiroshi Yamauchi, then the president of Nintendo Company Limited, to step forward and serve as the majority owner of our newly formed ownership group. Nor would it have been possible to save baseball for Seattle without the decision of our other minority owners to do the same. This group of owners took a risk that nobody else in our community was prepared to take. Their goal was simple, buy the Mariners and then over time turn the franchise into a financially strong ball club, thereby assuring that Major League Baseball would be enjoyed by Mariner fans for generations to come. In achieving that goal, they were helped by many leaders in our community, in particular by former U.S. Senator Slade Gordon. Without Slade's help in getting our ownership group approved by Major League Baseball, we simply wouldn't be sitting here today. So on behalf of our ownership group, thank you, Slade. There were also help, they were also helped by two extraordinary community leaders who agreed to join the new ownership group as community directors. I'm speaking of John Ellis, then the CEO of Puget Power, and Frank Schranz, then the CEO of the Boeing Company. Thank you, John. Thank you, Frank. But even after being approved by Major League Baseball and allowed to purchase the Mariners, our task had really just begun. It took a Herculean effort by our ownership group, then led by John Ellis, by state legislators, by community leaders, and especially by Ken Griffey Jr., Edgar Martinez, and Lou Pinella, and our 1995 championship team to get the Mariners out of the kingdom and into what is now one of the most beautiful ballparks in all of baseball, Safeco Field. Over these years, we've had the pleasure to watch several all-time great players wear the Mariners uniform and provide many memorable moments. Hall of Fame quality players like Ken Griffey Jr., Randy Johnson, and someday Ichiro Suzuki and Felix Hernandez, and yes, Edgar Martinez and Robinson Cano. So we want to thank everyone who has put on a Mariner's uniform and represented Seattle and the Northwest. I want to recognize and thank our front office employees and the work they've done over the years to promote Mariner's baseball. They are extraordinary people whom I greatly admire. We have a very strong management team in place led by Kevin Mather, our club president, and Executive Vice Presidents Bob Aylward, Jerry DePoto, and Bart Waldman, and I thank them for their support and friendship. And a special thanks to Chuck Armstrong, who served as the club's president for many years. Thank you, Chuck. And thank you to our Day of Game staff, who have helped keep Safeco Field fan-friendly, clean, and safe. Through Mariner's care, 
the entire Mariners organization at all levels has, over the years, led and supported many community efforts. United Way of King County, the Refuse to Abuse campaign, and Seattle Children's, just to name a few. Giving back to our community is embedded in the DNA of the Seattle Mariners organization. And finally, our fans. Thank you. You've stuck with us in the good times and not so good times. We all have the same goal. Get this team back to the playoffs and bring the World Series to Seattle. It's a goal that has eluded us up to now, but I'm confident we'll ultimately achieve that goal. Now, let me tell you a little bit about John Stanton. First of all, John is one of the most widely respected and admired businessmen in our state and across the country as well. John has been part of our ownership group for many years and is highly regarded by his fellow owners. He's a lifelong baseball fan and has been active in youth baseball in this area for many years. He's a local guy. He was born in Seattle, raised in Bellevue. He earned his bachelor's degree from Whitman College in Walla Walla before earning an MBA from Harvard Business School. In his distinguished career, he has become a worldwide leader in the wireless communications business. He cares about this community. He has given generously of his time and treasure to support a number of charitable endeavors. And I'm confident that come August and the closing of this transaction, the Seattle Mariners will be in very good hands with John Stanton at the helm. It has been an honor to serve as chairman and CEO of the Seattle Mariners for the past 17 years. After the sale is closed, I look forward to continuing on as a member of our ownership group and representing Nintendo of America as a minority owner. Let me thank all of the members of our ownership group for the support they have given me over the years. Now it's my pleasure to introduce John Stanton. Thank you, Howard. Thank you very much. Thank you for your leadership to get this organization to the point that it's at today. And thank you for the opportunity to follow in, that, uh, in those footsteps. I suspect a lot of you are right now wondering, who the heck is John Stanton? Um, I'm sure most of you have never heard of me. Uh, Howard gave you a few of the facts, and I thought I might start by just telling you a little bit more about myself. As Howard said, I was born in Seattle. I'm a product of the uh, Bellevue Public Schools. I, uh, uh, except for college, I have lived basically my entire life in the Seattle area. I love sports, and in particular, I love baseball. I played as a kid, but not very well. My uh, two sons love to say that I lettered in debate in high school and college rather than in baseball. I uh, have benefited unambiguously from the opportunity to build a business, a series of businesses in this community, and I've benefited by the opportunity to have a series of teams of people from the Puget Sound area that worked in those businesses at Macaw Cellular, Western Wireless, Voice Stream, and Clearwire. Each of those businesses benefited from being here, and so for the last 10 years, I've tried to spend most of my time trying to give back to the community as well as investing in smaller businesses. I'm fortunate to be married to a terrific woman who I love dearly, and I'm fortunate uh, that she loves baseball as well. 
We have raised two sons. Uh, I've helped coach them in t-ball, and they've both had the opportunity to play baseball in college. We uh, love the game and have the, had the opportunity as well to invest in the game. We are investors in some teams in small towns, the Walla Walla Suites and the uh, Yakima Pippins, and we're also uh, investors in the Tacoma Rainiers. So it's been my opportunity to be involved in the baseball, the game of baseball in many ways. I was a fan here uh, before many of you were alive in 1969 of the Seattle Pilots, and I cried when that team left town as a teenage boy. I was thrilled 16 years ago to have the opportunity to become one of the owners of uh, the Seattle Mariners, and I cannot tell you today how honored I am to follow John Ellis, who's over there in the audience, and Howard in trying to lead this organization. It is perhaps the supreme honor for me in my career. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the transition that Howard's announced today. It really is a transition rather than a transaction. I want to go back 24 years, and John Ellis reminded me of this yesterday. When Hiroshi Yamauchi made the, what he regarded as gift to Seattle to keep baseball in this community, he did so with a hope and belief that eventually the team would be returned entirely to local owners. Today marks the opportunity for us to do that, and it's exciting to me to see uh, Mr. Yamauchi's dream realized. It's been 24 years that this ownership group has been in this town. During that time, no profits have ever been taken out of the team. I know sometimes you hear otherwise, but no one has taken a profit out of this team in 24 years. And in fact, this group has invested continuously over time in order to make the team possible. Today, we're announcing that the minority owners are in purchasing the Nintendo interest. It's important all of the minority owners. There are 17 of us, including several members of management, and every single person is writing a check to make this possible. I think that's a profound statement by the ownership group as to their commitment to keeping baseball in Seattle. I'm honored that the ownership group, including Nintendo, has asked me to serve as the chairman CEO after the transition. And I'll also, if approved by Major League Baseball, serve as the control party, the control person. That role is a unique one in baseball and sports. It's an uh, opportunity and need for w the team to have a single person that has responsibility and authority for the team. I would note that my wife has informed me that that role does not extend to our household. The board will remain the same. Uh, John Ellis and Frank Schrantz have agreed to continue to serve on the board, as has Chris, El excuse me, Chris Larson, Howard Lincoln, and Buck Ferguson. I'll take over as chairman. I'm already on the board. And Jeff Rakes uh, of Microsoft and the uh, Gates Foundation will join the board, taking the place of Mino Arakawa. We thank Mino for his many years, 24 years of service to the team. I want to comment briefly on what we see as the future of the team. The press release says, and I want to make clear, that the number one goal of this ownership team is to win a World Series. We want to win a World Series here in Seattle and have a parade and celebration for that event. I think that it's time that we have that accomplishment. 
It's something that I know all of our fans and most of all, every person in this organization believes. The guys in the, uh, the dugout in the locker room, but there are 200 people who work for this team, and I've gotten a chance to meet them over the last 16 years, and every single person, include many, including many of whom are in this room today, want nothing more in, the, uh, in their lives than to see this team win a World Series. It's our number one goal. The management led by Kevin Mather will remain the same. He'll continue to run the organization. Kevin, who's over to the right, has uh, a wealth of experience here and in Minnesota. He has over a quarter decade—excuse me, a quarter century of experience. I almost made you too young, Kevin. Uh, and he uh, has been a consistent advocate over time of investing more in the team. And I think you see the results on the field already this year. I've also been impressed by the direction, guidance, leadership, and culture that Jerry DePoto have infected into the whole organization and baseball operations and the team on the field. Thrilled with the passion that Scott Service brings, as well as his insights and creativity in managing the team. We, have, we plan no changes as a result of this other than what Howard's already described within the board. 200,000 people have come through the turnstiles in Seattle so far this year. The fans are the reason that we're all here. They're the reasons that the media are here. The fans care so passionately. They watch the product. They read your articles, and they care deeply. They invest their money. They invest their time. And we owe them a great product on the field. And I believe that that's what we get today. And I hope and expect that we will win a World Series in Seattle. There are many people here to thank. I want to start again with Howard. Thank you for the incredible leadership you've provided. I want to thank Mr. Yamauchi. I never had a chance to meet him, but, but his commitment to Seattle is the reason that we're here today. I also want to thank Nintendo and Nintendo's employees, several of whom are here today. Nintendo has been a great supporter. I happen to have seats on the field right next to the Nintendo seats, and there are no more passionate fans than the 18 people who sit in those seats every game. I want to thank John Ellis and uh, remind him and the other owners that are in the room of a comment that John made. He was tireless in getting this, uh, in getting this facility built and getting Safeco built. And John said, only one more capital call and Safeco will be finished. And he said that several times during the process. <laughs> I want to thank again uh, Kevin, Bart, Bob, Jerry, their leadership. I want to thank Scott and the uh, team on the field. Ultimately, I want to thank my family uh, for being supportive, for loving baseball, and for making a difference. Lastly, most importantly, I want to thank the fans. Thank you for the faith you've put on us in the past. We hope we earn your trust and faith in the future. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Um, we're going to have now a general Q&A. When the Q&A is over, John and Howard will both be available in the room. Um, because the transaction is, will not be subject to approval by Major League Baseball until August, uh, and a closing would not take place until after that, this is the time you're going to have to ask questions for, of John. Uh, until that time, he's going to be uh, remaining on the board of directors, and uh, we'll make him available after that hope day in, uh, in August when hopefully everything is approved. So do we have a first question? And I see a hand. Jen? Why is this the right time to make the transaction and the change? Well, as you know, uh, Mr. Yamauchi passed away uh, about three years ago. 
And then Mr. Iwata, who succeeded Mr. Yamauchi, passed away last July. Uh, in conversations with Mr. Uh, Kimishima, who uh, succeeded Mr. Iwata and who is now the worldwide president of Nintendo, I told Mr. Uh, Kimishima that uh, I was very uh, anxious to retire. I thought that that time had come. And as we discussed what Nintendo should do, we decided that uh, now is the time to approach our other partners. It was always Mr. Yamauchi's wish that we do this, that we approach the other partners and see if they were interested in and had the capacity to acquire Nintendo's majority interest uh, in the team and in the RSN. Uh, provided uh, that we could reach an agreement on fair market value. Uh, I approached our other owners in early February, and at the end of March, they came back and said, yes, we agree to the price, and we agree that we will buy majority interest uh, of Nintendo. Uh, we indicated at the time that Nintendo very much wanted to retain a minority interest and we are retaining a 10% minority interest. As John has indicated, uh, this transaction will not close until after the August uh, Major League Baseball owners meeting in uh, Houston, Texas. Other questions? John, can you take on Seattle and well, the Mariners have expressed uh, repeatedly that we would love to see the NBA and the NHL come back to uh, Seattle. We think that this market uh, is certainly large enough to support the NBA and the NHL. And when the NBA was here, we enjoyed a very good relationship with the Sonics. Uh, our issue uh, has to do with where this NBA arena would be situated. And we don't think that putting it at the end of the Safeco Field parking garage is a good idea, and we've expressed that. I can say that our, un our ownership group is united in that position, but it's not just the Mariners who uh, are concerned about the location of the arena. As you well know, the port, uh, the maritime industry, the longshoremen and other unions uh, have expressed the same concerns. Larry? Uh, John, how do you expect your uh, involvement to be? Are you going to be a hands-on CEO, uh, someone who stays in the background and lets his people do, do, do their job? Or how, how do you see that? Yes, I've been a CEO in a lot of different environments. I know baseball. I know the Mariners are different. I think the most important thing is to let good leaders lead. Kevin has done a terrific job in bringing the organization together along with his key team, uh, Bart and Bob Aylward, as well as uh, Jerry and the team uh, in the baseball operations. I think that, that we would expect Kevin to continue to lead in that, and I'll work with him on strategy, budgets, on things that are important, largely things that are behind the scenes, largely things that you guys never see. Um, and I would expect to continue to do that over time, as well as work with the board. Our ownership group has been very cohesive. We meet, we meet monthly, and I'll continue to work with all of the owners, including Nintendo. Mike? John, what, what, 
do you hope to have or expect to have on the culture of this building and this organization? I think that the uh, energy that you have in an organization uh, is a product of many things. In baseball, it's a product of winning. It's a product of the enthusiasm that your team has for their involvement in the community. It's a, pro it's a consequence of the way you make decisions and the way you communicate them. I think that, that Howard's done a terrific job. He and I are different people and we'll approach things, all approach things in different ways than he does. But I think to have the kind of enthusiasm in the back office is important in terms of the kind of culture you've got in the organization. But ultimately in baseball, it's about winning on the field. And I think working with Jerry Gary and Scott and uh, Kevin, following Kevin's leadership, um, we're going to do everything we can to put a winning team on the field and bring home the good results for the city of Seattle. John, um, how did you arrive at the uh, negotiated price? What kinds of factors were influential on in that? Nintendo, uh, I'm going to pick that one up. Okay. Uh, Nintendo spent, uh, Nintendo's financial executives spent a great deal of time trying to determine what the fair market value of FAE would be, FAE being the holding company that owns the Mariners and our majority interest in the regional sports network. And we concluded that that valuation was $1.4 billion uh, and are, uh, led by John Stanton, accepted that valuation. Uh, I'll just add that we looked at and had consultations with various financial advisors and concluded that that price was appropriate. John, are you going to have the largest number of shares in this ownership group, or is there somebody else in, on the group that's going to have a larger share amount? We're not. We've never talked about specific ownership uh, amounts. I'll be a significant owner along with uh, with my wife, and we'll uh, have other significant owners within the group, as uh, Nintendo's 10% interest is a significant interest in the group. But there will be no majority partner as a result of this transaction. We'll have a, a organization where there are a series of uh, minorities, I guess you could call us, all of whom will together own the team. Who will have a final decision-making process out of the group? Will that, that be yourself, regardless of uh, on, uh, Baseball insists on many matters that there be a control party, as I tried to describe, and that that uh, party will have ultimate authority and responsibility, and that will be me. But I fully expect to work with Kevin and the management team, as well as the board and the partners, in terms of coming up to uh, and reaching conclusions. What's been the biggest challenge to make all this work over the years? I think that the biggest challenge really was at the beginning. It was very, very difficult to get Major League Baseball to accept Mr. Yamauchi and our ownership group. It was an enormous challenge. Uh, and it took us a long time to, to pull that off. Um, the other challenge that was a great, great one was getting out of the kingdom and into Safeco Field. And uh, with John Ellis's leadership, we, we accomplished that, along with uh, tremendous support from uh, community leaders. Now the challenge is, and is, is to get beyond, uh, is to get 
the World Series back here, but more, even more important is to get this team back to the playoffs. And I have to tell you that I am really excited about what I'm seeing. I think Jerry Depoto has done a fabulous job in uh, bringing together this team. I think Scott Service has done a great job, and we've watched him as managed not only in spring training, but here as the season has begun. And I think we should all have high expectations about this team, and, and I hope that it will get to the playoffs. So far, so good. Forgive me, this is going to be an extremely broad question here, but you've seen the successes. You know, you've seen the team saved. You've seen the stadium built. You've seen the TV deal secured. And you've also seen the struggle to win. What have you learned in your time with the Mariners as far as taking it forward at this point? I think that the first thing is something I said in my initial comments, and that is there is not a soul in this building and all the administrative offices are in this building. There's not a soul in this building who isn't deeply disappointed when the team loses and elated when the team wins. I mean, you can feel it when you walk in the office, and you do that. You, you know that the people in this organization just feel just as good and just as bad as the guys on the field do when the team wins or loses. I think that, that um, I think it is important payroll matters. Uh, that, that it's not just about buying the expensive free agent, but it's also about making sure that the guys like a Felix, like a Seeger, who are committed to the team and want to win are here for a long time, hopefully their whole careers. And I think that that makes a big difference not only on the field, but it also makes a difference in terms of the connection that the people, the little boys and little girls who grow up in this community feel with this team. And I think that's very important. But I think that, that leadership is ultimately, in any organization, the thing that matters most. And I, I completely agree with Howard. That, that it's exciting to see Scott service. It was exciting to see him in Texas jumping out on the field. I think everyone who was watching that saw the passion, not just the passion to win, but the passion to support his guys. And that, that makes a difference. And it's also creativity. It's, it's doing things a little different and seeing things and studying the game and sabermetrics and all those things that go in to making a difference. And I think that the pieces are all here. And I believe that this team can and will win. Howard, you, have, you probably haven't had a ton of time to reflect on this. You've mentioned some of the positives. Do you have any regrets looking back over the time? Oh, you know, uh, I would have liked a few mulligans along the way. Uh, but um, I think I feel very proud about the fact that I played a part in saving the Mariners for uh, Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. I feel very good about how our ownership group has stabilized this franchise to really ensure that baseball will be here for generations to come. Those are the things that I feel good about. Obviously, I'm as frustrated as all of us are about the fact that we have not been able to get back to the playoffs since uh, 2001. Uh, and that's something that uh, does bother me. But uh, as I mentioned just a minute ago, I am really excited about how this team that we've got on the field now is playing. And, and let's keep our fingers crossed. John, you mentioned payroll matters. Do you have a sense as to whether payroll We're not going to talk about payroll decisions, certainly not before they're made. I think that this team is a good representation of the commitment that 
the organization, led by Howard, has had to increase payroll over the last several years. And I think that, that you know, several of the signings, both free agent and, if you will, retention signings, are evidence of that and evidence of a willingness that the ownership group and Nintendo have to put a great product on the field. Let me just follow up on that. Um, our Major League Player payroll uh, for this season is the highest in the history of the franchise. It is $150 million. Uh, John, uh, how did your time as uh, Sonic's part owner influence your decision to do this? The, um, my involvement with the Sonics as a minority owner and the eventual sale of that team, which was an enormous disappointment to me, probably did influence it. I, I, uh, it's not exactly a joke, but I commented on the pilots leaving town. I am first and foremost a baseball fan. I love the game. Uh, I was very disappointed when the Sonics left town, and I don't think there was a real risk of this team leaving town as a result of... Uh, Nintendo's, Howard's decision to retire and Nintendo's decision, but I think every one of our owners had it in the back of the, their minds that this is one of the very few communities in the country that has ever lost two sports teams. And I think that, that keeping baseball safe in Seattle is of paramount importance. Um, if there's any goal greater than winning the World Series, it's the goal and the commitment to keep this team in this town. John, are your sentiments about the arena project the, the same as what Howard expressed? <coughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. Your sentiments about the arena project, are they the same as what Howard expressed earlier? The, in, Howard said it, but he, he said it as a part of his answer, and, and let me be clear. The ownership group is absolutely united behind the position that Howard's articulated, right? I am a huge Sonics fan, was a huge Sonics fan in addition to our ownership. We had season tickets even before we got involved in the team. We even had uh, uh, hockey tickets uh, uh, for the Thunderbirds when they were in Seattle. I love those sports and, and you know, regret as we go into the playoffs for the NHL and the NBA that we don't have a team here playing in those. But at the same time, you know, my uh, my way of thinking about it is if you, you own a house and somebody wants to build a big, ugly house right at the end of your driveway that, frankly, blocks your driveway, you got a right to express an opinion. And I think it's fair to express that opinion. And the notion that somehow, because we express that opinion, that that means that we're against the NBA is absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Howard speaks for the franchise and, and will through August, but he, all of us are behind him. And the 1-1 on the way to Brett. Here she comes, and it swung on and lined in the center field for a base hit. And here comes David Bell with another run to score, another RBI for Boone, and a career RBI high for Boone. Seven RBIs tonight. And the Mariners now lead it 11-6. See you later!